Baby was just here, baby. Oh, the bills baby. are alive. With the sound of baby. <laughs> baby eating lion. That was Austria. Austria. Yeah, Austria. I get these Thanksgiving movies all mixed up. You know, I watch them all during the holidays. You know, the they don't have devil. Thanksgiving in uh, Canada. Oh. Well, no, they kind they do. They have it on their own day, right? They don't have Thanksgiving in Mexico. Uh, you know what they call Thanksgiving in Mexico? What? Th- Thursday. Uh, well, you know what they call planes, trains, and automobiles in Mexico? Nova. What? Planes, trains, and automobiles going around for some reason. What? Because it takes place in th- they're going to Thanksgiving, but it's not. Oh, that Thanksgiving movie. Yeah. Trains, planes, and automobiles. Yeah, he sold the uh, shower right, curtains. Give me another. Give me another Thanksgiving movie. I'm gonna nail this out of the park. Home uh, for the holidays. Christmas with the cranks. That was uh, Thanksgiving. That was a Christmas one. National Lampoon's Thanksgiving. Yeah, Thanksgiving vacation. That was a good. Thanksgiving. One. Yeah. Thanksgiving vacation. These holiday films. So they spent all day searching for the baby. They can't find the baby, and now she's like. Baby's dead. It's like Alice. Oh, come on. Maybe it's, yeah. We'll look in the morning. There's lots of places for a baby to hide in the jungle. Let me hear her <laughs> right. say it. Baby's dead. If that's the case, you should just go outside and go, I give up. Where are you hiding? <laughs> Where are you hiding? I give up. Ali Ali oxen free. Ali Ali oxen free. All right, Uncle, you win. Baby's dead. This movie sucks. Can we stop now? Oh, okay. Carl, what'd you think of this movie? (laughs) It sucks. He began hosting Unsolved Mysteries in 1987. He thought very highly of the interactive nature of the show, saying it created a symbolic relationship between viewer and program, and that the hotline was a great crime-solving tool. That's right, Dana. Well, it was a syndicated weekly show. So it was on, you know, whatever uh, channel that paid for it. Yeah. And it would be like back-to-back, 7, 7.30, uh, Unsolved Mysteries. And they had a hotline? Because I've I've seen the show in, like, later reruns, and I don't remember seeing a hotline. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. If you have a mystery that is still yet to be solved. No, it would. they would do the mystery, and then if you knew any information, you would call. Is it? If you think the baby was eaten by a lion, press one. If you think UFOs took the baby, press two. If the Loch Ness monster was anywhere near the vicinity. So now we're going to have a bunch of the 1948 footage in which it's like, that animal's threatening us. I'm going to make a stance. Oh, it's okay. They just did it with the oxen. Did you see? You could tell it's old footage because the oxen says buy U.S. war bonds on the side. <laughs> the war was still going on when they used that footage. Look, here's like, look, here's a Elephant. threat. Oh, it's okay. The guy wearing an elephant suit. 
stand here in front of this movie projector. Yeah, really weird. Don't worry, they're just giraffes. There's no threat. Now this is real in San Fernando Valley. They brought an ostrich, which doesn't go, right. I don't think. The ostrich did nothing. Even bothers these both legs. You know how they sometimes hiss and stuff. Nothing. Yeah. You know what you gotta do is you gotta, as an actor, you gotta whisper in the ostrich. Way to steal your fucking eggs, and then <laughs> you get like you, the fear of God in them, and that's when you start acting, right? Otherwise, now, they just they stand there. Now he cheated us a little because he just showed us some footage that he already showed us when he was in the canoe. Oh, the hippos! Look, it's going to be like, don't look at he'll charge. She, he's going to shoot a, an elephant, and then he goes, "Don't shoot him, the baby." Now look, you see the panther in the tree. Yeah. What's going on? Just chilling. And he won't attack them or nothing. How the panther got in the tree? I'll never know. <laughs> How the panther got in my pajamas? Don't shoot! Don't shoot the baby! Because I. You know, there's an old Hollywood adage, which is, "Don't work with children and animals." He's gonna because do because the animals will eat the children. Right. Yeah. Oh, so is that a baby elephant? Uh-oh. But nothing. Nothing will come. Nothing. He's roaring. Too stealthy. It worked too well. No one saw him. He recently died, the Black Panther. <coughs> You're thinking of a different... All right. <laughs> Are they done? Are they gone mad? That's the thing. We're just, we're going to wander around looking for the lions and then they're going to find the lions and the lions uh -huh. won't attack because it's daytime. It's, it's, look, now he's going crazy. He's getting bonkers in the sun. He starts talking nuts. I'll turn it up. Listen. All right. What? Oh, what was that? What? I think I'm going mad. Radio is the future. That's crazy. People don't want to go to the theaters. What can I do? I'll make three-dimensional imagery. My radio is 3D. Remember we saw oh. that movie in which they were envisioning like a radio with pictures of the future, oh, yeah. remember? Cool. Yeah, whatever happened to that idea? Uh, that was in person in March. That was the hell one, Hades. Um, oh, right. Yeah, that was a public domain movie. Dante's Inferno. Yeah, Dante's Inferno. Oh, I can't wait. Next year, there'll be a new batch of public domain movies. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Every year. Every, well, they stopped it for a while. Yeah. Thank you, Disney. Thank you, Disney. Thank you for that 20-year uh, wait. Now look behind him. The nicest oh. lion in the world. It's Moana Devil One. <laughs> this is like the ending of Scream, where there's like two killers. You're like, what? Look, look, Rob, there's another Moana. Oh, what does it mean? Oh, stuffed animal. How do you so? Ah! He took a swipe at her. Now she's a damsel in distress, but they won't use it well. Oh, he's going to save the day. 
It's just like the carnival where you shoot the ducks, but this time you shoot the stuffed animals on the wall. <laughs> These are not stuffed animals. They're just tamed uh, or born in captivity. Nice. Uh, I mean, we did see it for a second there when he pretend attacked her. It must be like a retired zoo in San Fernando Valley. San Fernando Valley. Like this exit, retired zoo animals. Petting this zoo. His great-great-grandfather was in Bawana. Bawana <laughs> See. We're getting admitted. Oh, San Fernando Valley. That's where they They killed his wife? She got side-swiped. She got a strike. The guy looking at her boobs? That's really awkward. Well, they're married. It's okay. No, yeah, she's bleeding. They're married. Oh, They're married. Yeah, I'm cocking a gun. Yeah, I'm looking in the camera. What's your problem? Now, his gun, you know, is having trouble, and it will, when the time is right, misfire. And he'll have to hit the lion with the, <laughs> his gun. This lion is just hiking with his girlfriends. Listen. <laughs> we're going to get out, and every day this week, we're going to do a little bit of hike a little bit farther. He's wearing, you can't tell, but he's wearing Juicy Couture pants. Now, he's telling the audience, like, he's claiming, you won't attack me during the day. Huh? You're waiting for the night. Attack me in the day! And he freaks out on him. Give it okay. a big so he starts walking. La la la. It's like I'm Captain Ahab and you're Moby Dick, except you're a lion and um, I'm not really <laughs> Captain Ahab. Oh, bang bang! It's just a tame lion from the zoo, man. It's the nicest lion you'll ever want to be. Ow! Ah, Ow! Was being a cool guy. Ow! What's he doing? Did he pour uh -huh. water on him? Oh, this will wake me up. Well, he sounded like ah, an Eric Pence. Bitch. Right. Wait till the... You'll <laughs> never work for MGM again. <laughs> right. Now his gun misfires. I'm going to eat you up. So he <laughs> hits him on the head with the butt of the gun. Ow! Hey, Leo, I got a message from United Artists. Bam! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's that how is that how that really works? Yeah, yeah this is the for, old for money. Is that what it is? Hey, get your shine box. <laughs> I, I, that, that is a little insulting. It's insulting him a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. Again, this guy's horny. It's okay. The lions, they I was the Moby Dick, I was the Ahab, and they this <laughs> was uh, the end. If this Whoa, was uh, leave the weapon, the lion would come back alive and attack him one more time. You think the lion's dead, but he's not. And then he shoots Holy. him right before he eats him. Holy shit. Better movie well, ladies gentlemen, oh, my goodness. We had that... just watched mm. the great Bawana Devil. Adam, what did you think of Bawana Devil from 1952? It was bawful. <laughs> it was bawful. <laughs> he stole my joke! Oh, is that your joke? No, no, no. I just Charles wrote it down. Charles meant to say, I'm going to steal your joke. 
Carl wants to say, I'm going to steal your joke. Uh, you okay, so I was talking to my friend on the phone, and I was like, what is that noise in the back? Is that the, is that the <laughs> mic there? And he goes, no, 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 and that's Bob Dylan. That's pretty funny, you know, even without the entire setup. <laughs> he did the joke wrong. <laughs> Said, um, Adam, what are you honest. listening to in the background? Is that Bob Dylan? No, that's no, the blender. That's the blender. that's the blender. Well, I think it's uh not funnier the other way around. It's just I was telling it to you, and you knew the jokes. Yeah, there, no, I appreciate the spin you know, on it. I saw Moby Dick. I saw that movie, and there was not one nude scene in that entire film. You know, so I just don't get that title. Moby Dick. You know, I was thinking about Moby Dick the other day. Um, Hard not to. Like, do you think we'd still be talking about that book if it was called, like, Jimmy the Whale? Yeah, right. <laughs> or Moby Johnson, you know, like... Maybe Moby Johnson. The, yeah, I think this is our third grader in us. This And then Moby sounds, you know, so big, you know, like, <laughs> it was a Moby dick. Not well, just if, anything. Ever, if, if you ever met him, you know, you would say Moby's a dick. Guy's, like, completely full of himself, hasn't really done anything musically in years. Oh! Moby's a dick. All right. I'm sure Mike, what did you recommend think? Back to school. What did you oh. think of Moana Devil, Mike? It could have been worse. You know, I was a little hesitant to see uh, lions in Africa attack, you know, white Robert Stack, and yeah, I was pretty much on the ball, but uh, it was a waste of... I've read about this movie, so it was great to see it. Yeah. It was, what a waste of 3D. Like, they, they pioneered it. They created it, and uh, it was just, you know, didn't hold apart and every innovation has to be somewhat racist you know you can't have like the invention of sound without the jazz singer you can't have three people that want a devil just uh the way our country works so i'm glad i didn't i watched it and this is also on amazon prime which is making their money showing uh, having a catalog of the worst films out there uh that's what their bones are built on so i hope you enjoyed the movie uh, we are in the month of December right now, and our last two shows of the year are special shows. Uh, every year on Christmas, we show trailers for movies that premiered on Christmas Day, yeah. and Carl and I will be doing that again. We have a special show. And then uh, catch us on December 27th. We're going to do our year-end review, uh, our second annual year-end review, where we look at all the movies we saw on our show during the year 2020, and we pick our favorite scenes. How many? Three, right? Fourteen. No, well, I was just going to give like a, a brief paragraph, like what was interesting about each one, and sure, not each one. There's some that yeah, were just the not ones that highlight. But Wanda Devil's not going to get talked about on the year-end review. All right, so don't expect Wanda Devil at our year. I'll, I'll talk about the Montclair one for sure. Yeah, well, there's I, a lot of Johnny Darko will we... come up. We do this show every week, and that's 52 weeks, so we want to make sure that you can catch up with episodes, especially because they're not listed by movie titles, just by the yeah. week it came out. Adam, uh, proudlyresents.com. How else can people find you and anything of interest that people may want to hear about? Yes. Proudly Resents Christmas Movies. It's all episodes about the worst Christmas movies, all in one grouping. It's easy to find. That's and you go your little podcast searcher, but in Proudly Resents Christmas, and Michael has done a bunch of them. Done yeah, most well, of it, Michael is in it. I love Christmas with the Cranks. I made you watch that movie. I don't think we've ever done that one, so I've never seen no. it. But also an update on Mike's link, proudlyresents.com slash jokebook. 
Uh, when you go to it, the joke book is now made private on Mike Scribb's account. Really? Well, pages, is there some demo like, pages? No. There must be some demo pages. Maybe why no one bought the book. They all went there and there was nothing. Where? Huh. I want to buy the book. I'm just learning about the book. I'm just learning about this book, too. I forgot I wrote it. I will have okay. to take a look. I'll have I to, will uh, go. I will hopefully there. fix it by the time you hear this. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. right. It'll be fixed by the time this. Uh, if not, it'll be maybe a couple weeks afterwards. Who knows? Are you in the bathroom or are you hiding? I'm in the bedroom. I'm hiding because my wedding uh, license is on the wall, and I don't want it on the Zoom call. I have it on the angle. Has it expired? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying it. All right, on that note, uh, we should leave it. Adam, thank you so much for being a guest. and our, our uh... Thank you for having me. I wish I could stay the yeah. whole time. Uh, and check out the episode, Adam. Uh, Join us for two after-school specials shot in our high school back in the 1980s. And Adam is one of the people there. So it was the first time we had a, a talent for the movie. Shower. Yeah, he was the guy shot. If you go to oh, our Facebook page, uh, Carl made a gif of it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> did a yeah. video clip, right, of you hitting, hitting. Yeah. Adam's slap, what do they call it? Adam's bonk. <laughs> oh, Adam. So check it out. It's a very dramatic scene in this after school special. It's well, pivotal. 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 All right. I've, I've insulted the talent. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. Uh, we've been uh, Let's Watch a Full Life Movie on YouTube, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-I-T. And we'll see you again next week for our special uh, Christmas Day trailer show. Let's watch a full length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full length movie on YouTube. Every 
single movie we watch are Michael's. There are many movies that I would like to watch, but I can't because we gotta watch Michael's. <laughs> but maybe this movie's gonna be the one to save me. Welcome to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hi, Mike. How are you? I am good, Carl. Uh, it's exciting to be back on Mutiny Radio as we are every Sunday. That's mutinyradio.fm. You can find it on the internet. You can stream it. I stream it on my podcast app. I have to, it's a .m3u file, uh -huh. but I type it in and I can listen to Mutiny Radio on the go. So uh, we're on the go every Sunday at 2 p.m. We follow what's really happening with Luke. I hope it was a good show, Luke. Uh, and we hope you are listening every Sunday with us. If you don't have time, follow our podcast by our acronym, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Carl is also... The mastermind behind our theme song, the mastermind behind research, and the mastermind behind our YouTube channel, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. It's the same podcast episode, but with the movie attached. What movie? Let us watch a full-length movie on YouTube. That's our what we do every week. Carl, what is the movie this week? This week, we will watch Wonderwall 1968. That's what you put in the YouTube search engine. Wonderwall. One word. One. I wonder why. It's Wonderwall 1968. And the channel we like is Flick Vault. Oh, I like Fuck Vault. Oh, mm -hmm. no, it's capital L, capital I. Flick Vault. Flick yeah, Vault. Flick Vault. If you haven't subscribed to Flick Vault, subscribe to Flick Vault. It's, uh, <laughs> there's so much stuff on Flick Vault. And yeah. so we're very excited to find Wonderwall. So go ahead. As Carl says, type in Wonderwall. 1968 find the version i found it after three from film vault they're hosting it hit play hit pause no click the link and then hit pause there's no play button yet when we say go then you hit play now that's a lot of information to digest don't play so, with me don't play with me we want you to also donate to mutinyradio.fm we have a patreon page we have a uh, Venmo page, and there's a third page too. Whatever, just send us some money at the mutinyradio.fm. You can even mail a check. Uh, they'll do it. No, don't mail a check. It's All right. crazy. I mail do. It still Carol. hasn't been cashed. I sent yeah. our rent in. It still is not cashed. What was don't that? 2019. You still, guys, you still haven't cashed that check from 2019. It's gone. It's stale. Well. I guess we're unaccountable for October 2019. All right. Well, all this great banter is going to be coming up shortly. We're also very excited because Carl is hosting a celebrity comedian countdown. Our countdown is going to be given by none other than a celebrity comedian. I have not heard this recording, but it's one of the many things producer Carl, 
producer Carl. Carl produces uh, here. Let's take it away, Carl, producer. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Celebrity Countdown, this time with Keith How. Welcome, thank Keith. You. Oh, thank you, thank you. Now, <clears throat> my name is Carl, and I don't have a last name, but if I did, it would be Haupt, and that means that I'm your father. It's true, yeah. Now, I want to start out, you know what movie we're watching today, and that's the reason I asked you to be mm. on the podcast and do our countdown. Now, the Beatles broke up in 1970, right? Here we're sitting mm -hmm. in 2022, so that's 52 years ago, right? Long time. Yeah, so how is it you can be a Beatles fan and even a George Harrison fan? Well, I think it's really you. I grew up with you in my ear. You gave me, uh, I remember for one of my birthdays, you gave me a little red iPod and it had the majority of the Beatles music. Yeah, right. <laughs> That kind of started my kick, and you know it's modern day. There's, there's a uh, streaming app music. I have Apple Music. I have access to everyone's discography. It's very easy. Now Apple Music is not the Beatles app. No, no, different Apple. <laughs> now, um, there was it wasn't Guitar Hero. It was the competitor, but they had the Beatles edition. It was the Beatles Rock Band. Yeah. Now that also it did help launch my Beatles. Yeah, the I thing is that like I made it. If I had come to you boys and been like, hey, I love this band, I don't know, I think you would have rejected it, right? But I think you guys fell in love on your own with mm -hmm. this Guitar Hero game. Did I give you the flash drive after? It must, it must have been. Yeah. It must have been after you, yeah. So, so, so it was me. I put it in your, yeah. I mean, first you discovered it on your own with the game. and then well, I, may, I don't know, maybe you like, uh, put that in our pocket. Now, why George Harrison? I mean, there were, you know, John and Paul, uh, there are artists there, you know, George was the third wheel. John has problems, you know, Paul's, Paul's preppy of Blackbird, you know. <laughs> I think I just enjoyed George's music the most. It felt the most heartfelt. I kind of, mm -hmm. his spirituality is a lot, it's very interesting. And John and Paul and Ringo didn't really get into that as much as him. Right. He played sitar. Yeah, they did follow the Maharishi, right, for they a did. time. George latched on. Yeah. So did, had, did you always like the sitar music, the Indian-sounding music? I do enjoy it. A lot. From the yeah. Beatles days? From, or? Yeah, from the Beatles. Okay, now you got into uh, George Harrison's solo records, mm -hmm. and one of them was All Things Must Pass. One of his best. And that was a, a triple... Triple album. Yeah, well, it was right after uh, the Beatles had broken up. He had a lot of songs that the Beatles wouldn't put on his album, so right. he's, he's tired of giving them to people. Bob Dylan and Jimi Hendrix were even later on. Now, you received from your girlfriend a present. It was the did, three... Yeah. Tell us about that. Uh, well, recently it was the 50th anniversary of uh, George Harrison's All Things Must Pass, so that really dates it, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was a triple, what, triple album is what you call it. So there's three vinyls, and it came with a poster and uh, a lot of uh, covers for the albums, and a uh, shirt came with it. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, it was a present from It was a present girl. from my girlfriend, so I guess that shows how how much I like this George Harrison. But you won't. Oh, but I had already owned it. <laughs> you already owned the record. Now, did you tell your girlfriend? No, no, I didn't. This is a good boyfriend right here. 
Oh, I love it. Thank you. You didn't go, oh, I already have this. Well, it, it benefit you as well. It's a, now you got an album in your pocket. Yes, actually. So therefore, my son gave it to me. And I've been spinning those tracks. The old one. Yeah, <laughs> not the new one, of course. I understand. Um, okay, so did you, you've seen this film in preparation for this. Did you like the, um, the music? Music was, it kind of outshined the movie. Music outshine the movie. Yeah, well, it's it's not exactly traditional, but it's enjoyable. I think, uh, I think his playing and learning in India was eventful. Mm -hmm. Now, Mike Spiegelman could not stand the music. Really? Isn't he wrong? He is wrong. <laughs> okay. Also, there were some things recorded in London with the Remio Four, mm. which was really. Ringo and Eric Clapton, mm. and this stuff was the rock stuff. And I think that you appreciate one of those songs. Um, yeah, well, uh, what was it? Oh, it's uh, During the Bleak. Skiing, right? During the Skiing, yeah. that I enjoyed that song a lot. It was uh, featured in a documentary on George Harrison, um, Living in the Material World. Right. Um, so that's where I was introduced to the song, and that was kind of in my head. And then I watched the movie, and I was like, hey, there it is. And, and what about, you can hear the distinct Ringo style. Yeah, well, he's, instead of like this, he's like this. So you can hear, it's different. Because he's left-handed, but he's playing right-handed. Mm -hmm. And that, like, there's this weird lag. It's just <laughs> a little behind, but it's a microsecond, right? It really, it does add to it. Yeah. Okay, so also, um, you've seen the movie, and did you enjoy the movie itself? I did enjoy the movie. It is very old. Um, I guess that's kind of the point of the show, right? Uh, I did have a couple questions about it. Yeah, go ahead. Like the apples. I, I, I didn't understand. Yeah, okay. So in my research for the film, they made it very clear, the director made it very clear, there had nothing to do with Apple Records. It no. was just a coincidence. Did they make the movie before he made the soundtrack? Because they were going to get the, the Bee Gees, right? They were going to get the Bee Gees. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't know the order in which things happened. Of course, we do know all the dates, mm -hmm. so I could probably figure it out. But um, see, it was recorded in Bombay in January of '68, London in December oh. of '67. Yeah, that's when the Beaches dropped out. '67. Okay, so probably he did not have the music before. Okay. Uh, he he probably filmed it not knowing what he was going to get from George Harrison. One of the things he did not get from George Harrison was the one in which George Harrison sang. Yeah, like, uh, I guess George just didn't think he would have wanted lyrics on his right. On his it's a music soundtrack. But, I mean, the guy making the movie must have been pissed because this is a Beatle. Yeah, I don't know that, uh, yeah, well, not like a missed like, opportunity. Yeah, missed opportunity. But he didn't miss the opportunity. Director's cut. Right, the director's cut. So after Wonderwall popularized, after Oasis popularized the term Wonderwall because of mm -hmm. their song, he got the opportunity to make a director's cut. And uh, George found all of the old original tapes to remaster for the, yeah, and this song came up and it ended up in there. Now, there was also a song recorded, um, what was it called? It's the B-side of Lady Madonna. 
Inner Light. The Inner Light, right. I love that one. It's a good one, right? So I don't know why that didn't make it into the film, but it did make it into the B-side of uh, Lady Madonna. So so it's not... Okay, you had questions about the movie besides the apple. Um, It was a little confusing. The ending. Yeah. I, maybe it was just a, a directorial choice to have the lady turn into stars or something. Yeah. Maybe it was just like a way to end the movie. Right. Um, I don't know that I should spoil it, although if people watch this show, oh, they know I spoil me. things all the time. Yeah, yeah. The movie kind of didn't end right, and I'm sure we're going to cover that during the podcast. The movie, I mean, he kind of, he kind of, he doesn't, he doesn't, uh, he returns to his normal life. You would think after that experience, mm -hmm. something new would happen with him, you know, and anyway. Um, I think I, maybe I mentioned something. Uh, no, we talked about the ending, how it ended a little weird. We talked about the apple. Mm -hmm. uh, the other thing was, like, it's a little creepy how he spied on them and broke yeah. in. Maybe that was just part of the... It's surrealism. It's not, like, a real story. So I, I can kind of understand and accept that. But the, the guy's a pervert. Mm -hmm. He's like Wonderwall, the name of the movie. He, he stares through a hole in the wall at... Naked woman. The majority of the movie is naked woman. Uh, well, I mean, isn't he seeing a photo sh photo shoots? I mean, isn't yeah. he? Is doesn't he represent the straight life? Mm -hmm. And then through the wall, he saw the hippie life, the psychedelic life. Something different. And kind of the the awakening in the sixties. Right. I mean, he didn't do anything perverted on his side of the no. wall. He was just watching. He did see her in various states of undress, <laughs> but I don't think that his but primary maybe he fell in love with the idea of different. Yeah, than more before. than he wasn't just creeping on a woman, right? He was creeping on the idea of, of uh, yeah spirituality. Maybe so, I don't know. It's different. Now it's something he, different, not regular. He saved her. He did. He saved her life. She screamed. Yeah. yeah. Very terribly, right? Very terribly. Very... Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, you're going to see this movie in a minute anyway. and uh, That won't spoil the experience for you, even though no. you kind of know what's happening. It, this is just a... Listen, I'll spoil movies all the time. By the way, in the end of Titanic, the <laughs> ship sinks. It goes down. Okay. Keith. Everyone at home is poised to watch this movie at the exact same time as we do here in the studio. That means they must press play at the exact same moment. And that is why you have been employed to be our celebrity counter countdown. So how about you go ahead, Keith, and give us that celebrity countdown. All right, well, thanks for having me. Here we are. Three, two, one, go. Right. Fuck vault. Vault. Fuck vault. Fuck vault. Ooh. Now that was a good celebrity comedian count. Oh, I have to say that was a terrific celebrity comedian who it, uh it I, hope, I hope you guys even my son. Interesting. <laughs> All right. A hippie. Right? This is nineteen sixty-eight. Right. So British. What are we, looking at? we are looking at life itself, Carl. 
No, it's uh, it's a smudge on the projector from 1968. <laughs> can I can I hit pause? Mute. Uh, no. No. Well, don't hit pause. Oh, you mean mute? Yeah. Go ahead if you want. Oh, I will. Okay, so. No, I mean, listen, uh, you mute whenever you want, but like there's some interesting music and there's some places where you're going to want to. Yo, just let me know. I'm I'm Johnny on the draw. I got my remote control here at the studio. I will be. Oh, whoa. Whoa. Okay, now there's some amoebas. That reminds me of a joke. These two amoebas were on a toilet seat, but one got pissed off. Ah. <laughs> That's really, it could be anything. I, I heard that joke as an ant. Oh, Introducing the Fool. Yeah, that's a Dutch collective. They did a lot of the art direction, the sets. They were always working for the Beatles. Like, what What would I recognize as a... A fool? A, which one? What would you recognize as the yeah, Fool Collective's like, work? Um, yeah. Beatles-wise. The inner sleeve for Sgt. Pepper. Designs oh. for the short-lived Apple Boutique in London's Baker Street. Um, the Apple building itself. John Lennon's Rolls-Royce and George Harrison's Mini Coopers. Which are both oh. iconic. They're crazy cars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I know the inner sleeve of Sgt. Pepper... Yeah. That's pretty. So this is probably their initial and maybe their only forte into a movie? I would doubt it. I, I didn't look them up that much. I just know decor, the title card. Yeah. Uh, the um, uh, set designing. A lot of this, the look of this feel, a look and feel of the apartment that we're going to be peering into uh, was all done by The Fool. And they even put Mae West and Greta Garbo on the wall. You'll see. Okay. Well, I'm looking forward to it. I do. Do you feel like watching a movie? It's exciting to see like a set design, cool, a cool set design. Yeah. I mean, okay. This is what we we're looking at. Right. This is Professor Oscar Collins. Now, why is he called the professor when he doesn't profess? He is working in a lab. But well, you. Like- he has a desk job, you know why? Because he, he shot around off in class, and they uh, <laughs> they said, that's it. You're out of control, Professor. Give me Colin, your gun. You cannot just pop a cap in the ass of a t- kid here. You got, you're going to be working the desk for six weeks. <laughs> so Is all there... we're learning right now, I mean, this guy's doing his best Einstein impression, and he just came out of a movie called the. It was by Roman Polanski called The Vampire Killers, in which he played this eccentric I, professor. That's so, the only Polanski movie I've seen twice, like or three okay. times. I've seen that movie like three times. It's 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 impeccable. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's good. It's like a pop. Do you recommend movie. I see it? Yeah. Do you like uh, Harvey Kurtzman cartoons and National Lamp and uh, Playboy magazine in the 1950s? I Remember? guess so. We're Do you like little Annie Vampire Fanny? Killers? Yeah, it has this like cool playboy comic magazine like okay uh you know like style to it i don't know it's weird it's very pop culture it's good i'll put it in my queue but yeah but also he's a he's an awful person and you should not support his art okay there's other things you could watch take it off your queue wait wait. what (laughs) no no this bitch made this for me i'm gonna Uh, watch it i don't care what he did I will watch the movie only. All right. Yeah. 
That's the only movie I've really seen of his. Like, I've seen a couple other of his films and I stopped. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, they mentioned in the credits, music is by George Harrison M-B-E. Uh, Did That's you notice his, that? He's the knighted by the oh. queen. Do you have to put that in your movie credit? Like, if you get knighted by the queen, you have to say, It is Carl. pretty beauty. Okay, so all we've learned is he's an absent-minded professor. He had a to-do list, which included giving cheese to the mice. We're basically learning his routine as a stodgy... This is his routine to leave every day. He checks the gauges. Uh-huh. I don't know. Why? What does absent-minded mean? It means you're like forgetful. A real, I don't think so. Why not? I think it's a slur. I think it's saying, like... You know, this guy, is, there's something else going on, and people are just kind of putting him down. No, absent-minded literally means you're forgetful. Okay. And, and but why the, are always professors absent-minded? No, it was all popularized by Einstein. You see, Einstein was a genius, but yet he would do all these stupid fuck-ups, you know? So he was the absent-minded professor. And when he got big in the 50s, that would be like, Albert Einstein, the absent-minded professor. That's how that thing got <laughs> into our nomenclature, if that's the right word. Totally. Oh, I want an elevator like that. You go down in an elevator where you can't even fit in. Right. You could totally pinch your fingers in the sliding thing. Yeah, right. Oh, totally. Like, let's say let's say you do stick your dick in there. Do you think it would probably... <laughs> <laughs> and that's why they kicked me out of the building. <laughs> I don't blame them. I'd kick me out, too. Okay, now this is a little funny. He opens his umbrella to get his key to the door. Well, he's quirky, and he's a weirdo. And okay. we're about to enter an episode of Hoarders. Now, this is designed by the fool, his house. Uh, you know what? I'm not sure about that, Mike. Uh, I don't know that... Uh... Okay. No, it's all right. It's just... decorated in pre-Raphaelite Gothic tones, kind of images of kings and queens, and a fairy tale poem. It most hidden behind piles of piles of papers. So, like dark green walls with Victorian murals. I don't think the fool did this side. Oh, whoa! That's very religious. He's praying. Um, it's supposed to contrast with like all the psychedelia next door, I guess. And uh, like he's the Oh, now watch. This is like one of his absent-minded professor moves, right? He's getting, he's relaxing his feet. Going out, he's yeah, man. But he left his socks on, you silly absent-minded professor. Oh, I forgot to take my socks off when pouring boiling water <laughs> on my feet. Why are my feet not scolded? Oh, right, I have socks. <laughs> And it's Twinkle. sort of like, it's like, wop, 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 wah, you know. It's cool. George Harrison, so it's like, wah, 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 wah. <laughs> wah, 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 wah. So because he's a workaholic and a professor, he's looking at a microscope at home, but there's this racket next door. Uh-huh, like music racket or like a yeah. tennis racket? Go ahead, give it a listen. Okay. Oh, shit, I'm not prepared. You think Genie would come out of the bottle by this point? 
Yeah, you've quit on it. You've quit. Yeah, on I it. guess I have. I'm gonna be the most hated person. All right, you can quit on it. Listen, we'll listen to the real soundtrack for this film. Sure. Well, that's it. I told them. I knocked on the door on the wall. Uh, uh. Right. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. I love this music. <laughs> you know, you just... Wow. Well, you know, I mean, that's uh, the word I was on the street. Oh, no, that's backbeat. Backbeat? I, I wish you... Okay, so, he's yeah. in frustration, he throws an alarm clock... And all he ends up doing is knocking over his nice butterflies. He also oh. learned how time flies. Right, that exactly. Time, yeah. Later, he will, like, making fun of the cleaning lady, referring to it as my time machine. But oh, he mocks the, the cleaning lady? Later on, he will, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh. Oh, yes, he canceled, Mike? Oh, no, I don't know. I haven't seen this movie yet. <laughs> okay, so he is about to discover Camera Obscura. Camera um, Obscura? Coming from, you know what that is, right? You've heard of it? Yeah, I've, there's one in San Francisco, this famous Camera Obscura right mm -hmm. by the, the ocean, by the cliff house. Have and you done? Several times, yeah, man. It's fucking, so you walk it, you pay, they have a little booth right we get a yeah. ticket and it's right at the cliffs right it's at the cliff house and you mm -hmm. can hear the splash and you can see like there's a little seal mountain or what have you and you go inside and it's pitch dark except for some notes about the history of the camera obscura and you go in and there's a pinpoint on the on the roof right, right? everything's black except for this one white pin booth and then right below the pinpoint is this like i don't know like a contact lens like but big like a big ball yeah, like you, yeah. but there's no punch in it but what it does <laughs> is that you can see the reflection and so you can see the entire like uh, ocean outside right know? and yeah they put it on the floor so that it doesn't appear to you upside down you see a camera obscura comes out upside down so that's why like um they would when it was discovered in I don't know Arabia. It was discovered in the Middle East, and they would do it in the desert in a tent, and it would always be upside down on the other side of the wall. These huh. guys were smart enough to put it at the top. So now he has found the hole which Camera Obscura came through, and he's peeping. That's his wonder wall. Right. That is yeah. going to become his wonder wall. Absolutely. Now, is this Wonder Wall because he could just look directly at her or because it also produces this camera obscura? No, you see, that's the thing I think it's weak about the film. The camera obscura will now go away and it'll just be peeping. I think wow. it would be so much better if he was doing the same thing he does in the film, but he's got a bunch of camera obscuras, you know? Right. I mean, oh, yeah. He would be upside down so he could see everything properly. But no, I've he's going to have a Wonder Wall, a peeping Tom Wonder Wall. Have you ever heard the story of this movie called Peeping Tom? No. All right. So this is like a 1960s film, right? It's 66 maybe. And it has like this glorious, like it's British. It has like, uh, it's basically about a guy who photographs, uh, he has a camera. Right. And he stabs women. He has like a knife in his tripod. 
Right. And he also records, films them as they die, and they see a reflection of them. And oh. then he goes and he watches it and he jerks off to it. No, like he has a projector. I'm not seeing this film. So, no, but this film was produced by, oh, go ahead, Carl. No, I was just noticing some of the moths and butterflies fly away. Now, you know that thing couldn't be, they wouldn't be alive in there. Maybe from the... Um, they would not be animated either. Yeah, you see the cartoon? This is the only uh -huh. time you'll see it, too. Oh, and George Harrison is noodling away. Noodling, but I like this butter butterfly. Uh, so anyway, there's a movie called Peeping Tom. Yeah. Right? So he, he steps, and it was, uh, and at the end, he dies, and he gets killed, and he sees his own reflection. But okay. uh, that's it, justice, I guess. It, it was produced, written, and uh, directed by these guys who made The Red Shoes about a ballerina, a beautiful film where her shoes won't force her to dance. And also this, like, British war movies, ooh, it ruined their career. This mm. is, like, a big, like, kiss me stu deadly, uh, stupid bad film right, right, that, like, right. threw everyone off. It was, like, psycho-ishly, like, graphic and just kind of thing. But it's about voyeurism and mm. movies. And so to have a camera obscura in there, you would figure they would do a little, like, indict the audience and saying, this is what you guys are paying to see, you know, a reflection of a girl off the wall. Uh, you know, uh, you can focus on the girl if you want, but but what he's going to see in there is really the world of the 60s. He's going to see, it's basically a, a, a photographer's studio, okay? And they're gonna, he's going to be watching photo shoots that they're doing. Uh, okay, this doesn't get, argue very well for it, because right now he is absolutely 100% a peeping Tom. And it is about him, like, being, you know... He falls in love with her, I think, or he falls obsessed with her. Yeah. But all, all I'm trying to say is he's not like a a pervert peeping Tom in this movie. It's more like he's looking into a world he can't be in, and he sees a woman who's hurt in it, and he wants to rescue her. That's what's going to happen. Gotcha. <laughs> he's never going to jerk off. Won't even cross his mind. Oh, so it isn't like the Psycho remakes with Vince Vaughn. Where he's like looking at the people where he's jerking off. No. Norman Bates is not going to masturbate. That is correct. What's right? he oh. He's trying to like deal with. Uh, I don't know. It's kind of well written, this thing. Um, here. Oh, I love this song. Are you kidding? Wonderwall? Yeah. Would like to say to you, but I don't know how. You're doing everything to get this video blocked on YouTube this week. <laughs> so what he's doing is now improving the hole so that he can see better. Now look at this. What is she? Is it nitrous? I don't know. She was reading comic books before, and now she's doing whippets. Mm -hmm. It sounds like the 60s in London was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah he's perfecting the whole now we're about to see the only time that he's shamed for like being a peeping tom and it's an interesting weird little section it's coming up oh 
Now, all she's doing is sort of primping and preening in the mirror. And it's... we're still at the stage in which it's really about the girl, not the photo shoots. Right. Is he going to note it? Like, I'm trying to look at the mirror to see if I could see the hole where he's peeping at. Okay. Like, he's the hole by the red tinsel or what have you? Uh-oh. Comes like, his mom or the ghost of his mom? From the meat locker. James, see her, see her wagging her finger? Yeah. Good. I'm glad there's some decency in this movie. Thank you, right. Ghost Mom. Without yeah. time. Cause. All right. Today is going to be the day that they're going to see you. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, okay, no, no, no. That's right. Ready? Ready. Today's gonna be the day that they're gonna throw it uh, back at you. By now, you should have somehow realized what you gotta do. Carl doesn't believe in anybody the way I do. What about you now? All right. Hey, I know the first. And then somebody once told me the Your world is gonna roll me. See, it wasn't his mom at all. See? Oh. Ghost mom. Our blinding. So they must have, Oasis, Oasis must have taken their, the title from this uh, movie, right? They George did. Harrison? They did. They but did. they didn't know anything about it. Well, they know. Maybe you could have ladle some gravy. <laughs> and they ladle some gravy. Are you an asshole? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that car is so 86. You know, I drove that car in there, and the yeah. bartender says, get that. That car is 86. <laughs> that car is 86. It's 66. This is our bad guy. Okay. Oh, he is finally. the boyfriend. He is the love interest. He is the model. He's not the mo our love interest. He's loving He's the model's love interest. interest. Yeah. Looks like Roger Daltrey right now. Yeah. That was a lime car. That's why you know he's a villain. And Ronnie Spector appears to be the photographer. Yeah. Matches his car, matches uh, his suit. Now, this guy's really from Canada, and he has a fake Liverpool accent, which is kind of good. Oh, the, oh, oi, did I say it right? You let me know. I, I got the control. I got the uh, studio controller right here in my hand. Yeah, we won't hear his. Uh, we'll turn it up another time for his accent because there's not a lot here. Now, look, the professor's so shocked by them, he follows them to their door. 17. He, oh, yeah. excuse me. He's a nutty professor. Right. Yeah. Whoa. Oh, yeah, it's even the professor freaked out. Mm-hmm. Jaw drop. Yeah, look at those newspapers. That's good, man, in case you need to... to now know. he says to himself, it's time to spy. 
Oh, and this here comes the plot. Well, he's lured to spy, really. You know what I mean? He opens the door and boom. He's like obsessed. Sure. He it's starting. It's starting now. He comes home from work and it's time to get spying. Yeah, that's good. Most people waste their time watching television, telly. <laughs> Ah, I get a ladle some gravy. Because maybe I'm gonna ladle some gravy. And after all, these guys never even saw this film. You know what the problem about this scene? It's too brief. <laughs> This is really dumb. We're going to watch Knees for a little while. Why don't oh, you listen yeah? to the music so you can see what's going on? Just a, a second so you can talk. Noodle, 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 noodle. Here you go. Oh, not since, right. the, not since watching aerobics videos in the 80s have I been so attracted. <laughs> yeah, Jane Fonda. Yeah. Being the one on the train that the fire in your heart is out. I'm sorry you heard it all before, but you never really had a doubt. I don't believe that anybody feels the way I do about you now. About your balls. Oh, it's the avocado lady. No, it's the lime lady. <laughs> Wow, a lot of limes in this. Well, this is a character actress. She was in a lot of things, but you got to be English to know him. Right. Oh, she was on EastEnders, huh? Yeah, like EastEnders. that. Yeah. Her name's Irie Handel, and it's weird. It's H-A-N-D-L. No vowel in there. Oh, all right. I oh, can well, I... this stuff, but you'd never know it. Wait, you saw the original Italian job. She was Miss Peach in that. I did. Was she friends with Benny Hill? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. He was Sherlock Holmes' housekeeper, Mrs. Hudson in the private life of Sherlock Holmes. Did a terrible it. job. Needles everywhere. <laughs> ah, there's all these. Th oh, once she was with Peter Sellers. Again, again, you probably won't know the film. No, tell me the, the film. The wife of the union activist Fred Kite, played by Peter Sellers in I'm All Right, Jack, 1959. Famous movie. I haven't seen it, but I know of it. Should I put it in my queue? I'll I've never it. seen it. I don't know. Do you have patience to watch British Peter Sellers movies from the 50s? Yes, yes. Then what's the mouse that roared? Much better. Yeah. What? The mouse that roared. Okay. Oh, do you ever see uh, Lady Killers? Yeah. Lord. Is that the one in which he's a famous cook on TV? Yeah, I saw that. Oh, no, no. It's a different movie. Oh, okay. Uh, Okay, so now the cleaning lady shows up. And you know what this means, man? He can't spy. He can't right. spy. Well, she's going to bend over and stuff so he can look at her butt. Uh, no, he's not a peeping Tom. He's interested. Did you see how he met the two? Like, he thinks they're weird or something. His jaw's dropping. He follows I them. I know. Yeah. Now, go ahead. Put on the accent. Uh, put on the sound so you can hear her accent for a second. Don't you worry. They all flew away free as a feather. 
she's bemoaning the broken butterflies thing. Go ahead, put it on, put it on. I have, I have it. It's cranking. He's reading a magazine. Oh yeah, you can't hear that. You know when I when you read comics, do you read the thought bubbles? No, no, it's none of my business. That's that's right. Respect to comics privacy. Yeah, I mean, let Batman be Batman. Okay, oh. you can mute again. I just wanted to hear. She had that like, oh, governor kind of Cockney accent. It was kind of neat. So he thinks the coast is clear, and he's going to spy again until she starts vacuuming. And they call it hoovering. It's pretty funny. Yeah. That's named after the Hoover vacuum cleaner. No, the dam. Isn't it named after the dam? There was a brand, a British brand of uh, vacuum cleaners from Hoover. They're the okay, Kleenex so... of a... <laughs> I don't... All right, this is our bad guy, but we don't know he's bad yet. And he's pretending to ski. Yeah, it's just a yeah. photo shoot. He's like, what is going on? Oh, this is for, like, chewing gum. Right, right. Winter fresh, winter green. Double mint gum. Wow. Here, let me turn the sound up over here, because you're not doing it. Oh, I... Oh, I'll turn that off, man. Metal, see the machine light meter? Music. Metal Machine Music by Lou Reed is more enjoyable. You see the light meter. Yeah. So that's the only way we're going to know it's like a photo shoot for the whole rest of the film. No, when she was lying naked with her butt showing, there was obviously a light in there somewhere. I believe. I don't know. I wasn't. <laughs> I had to rewatch it. Uh-huh. I watched that scene eight times. I'm doing my research. Yeah. Oh, there's a, uh, have you ever heard of a streaming service called Awesome? I, I mentioned it on the show. I saw that and I watched it in prison. Well, Awesome, awesome has a, uh, a three and a half hour movie called Celebrity Skin, where they show nothing but the uh, R-rated scenes from like European movies from the 70s and 80s. Uh-huh. And it's three and a half hours. And I left, I you know, I watched about a couple of 20 minutes and I said, okay, great. And I went back to the TV set and I turned on the TV. It was still streaming. And I was like, it was like two in the hour 50 mark. And it got up. Oh my God. It was showing uh, the scene of Julie Andrews in uh, SOB. SOB, yeah. 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 But it looks like pig, like a pig snout. Yeah, that's right. I, I totally agree with you. And you see the ears. I have that yeah. written down here to ask your opinion. Oh, yeah, totally. And because also the sunglasses did not cover her eyes at all. It's such a crazy thing. Oh, you know, here comes the Hoover. Yeah. Now, look, it's a funny thing they do in the film. You just hear, he, he's, you're going to see subtitles because you right. can't hear them. Let's hear that. Did you we have we ever watched Magic Christian together? I've, no, but I saw the film. It's a great film. Uh, it's a weird film. It was great to see Ringo. Yeah. Do you feel that this movie has the same vibe? Like it's just this weird comedy. No, piece? no. Listen, that movie. You start at the beginning. They're on the train, right? And he drops them all off. And 
he, he gives them all maps. Do you remember that? Yeah, so then, yeah. So then he, it moves on to the next scene, and it moves on to the next scene. You see, I thought we were learning our lead characters, and we're going to watch a movie. No, the magic Christian just changes scenes. They're like little sketches, you know? It doesn't really have a story or a plot. It doesn't explain why he adapted Ringo. It wasn't right. a, it wasn't it was a this thing is a movie. This thing's got a story and it's all figured out. It's got a beginning. Oh, go ahead, listen to her accent now. Oh dear, I don't think I've got any change. Oh, that's all right. Thank you very much. Sorry about the change. That's good, that's good. Thank you very much, sir. Sorry about the change. The change. Oh, there she is again. Listen, listen. Oh, well, we shall all be married sooner or later, hey, Mr. Yeah, says you, says you, Governor. We'll all be married sooner or later. Yeah, says you. How old are they supposed to be? Like I guess the 50s. He's, he is in his 50s in real life in this. Ah. Up, oh, he's okay. We'll listen to the song. <laughs> Why do you have to be so rude? Good night to say to you, but I don't know how. Gonna marry her anyway. Gonna marry that girl. Marry her anyway. Marry her anyway. <laughs> Oh, look, breaking news. You gotta be so rude. Don't you know I'm human too? Why you gotta be so rude? I'm gonna bury her anyway. Bury, bury that, that girl. girl. Bury that girl. Gonna no bury that girl. Say. No matter what you say. In my backyard. Okay, and now. This is a very famous mural he's taking down off the wall. This is going to now become his wonder wall. We'll never, you're just sort of in, to infer that right. uh, from the title. Yeah. The painting on the professor's side of the wonder wall is a colorization of The Passing of Arthur, black and white illustration by Florence Harrison from the Alfred Lord Tennyson, Guinevere and other poems. You know, I knew he was gonna tear down this. You know why? Mm -mm. Because after all, it's a wonder wall. Bingo. Now, you see the quote on the wall. That's yeah. also Tennyson. It's actually, there's two different artists, but but I guess somebody was an Alfred Lord Tennyson fan. Sure, like nobody. <laughs> what? Are you a Tennyson fan? Uh, Listen, uh, nobody gives a shit about poetry. That's just our world. I'm sorry. It That's wasn't not like true. that. 150... I walk up to people all the time and I say, Tennyson, anyone? <laughs> anyone up for some Tennyson? I, I go, I was with my wife. I was like, ouch, that doth hurt. Ouch, that doth hurt. She goes, what do you have, Tennyson elbow? <laughs> okay, uh... so he is now making peeping tom holes oh good brick sized ones and for some reason they never notice holes in their walls on the other side well i mean he lives in such a weird apartment god knows what the full apartment looks like over there like he only sees bits and pieces right like moss but he will find out what the wall over there is 
50 bucks if you see a fire extinguisher. Wish you would step out from that ledge, my friend. Cut ties with all the lies that we've been living in. Nobody was told me. This is cute and funny, but it's too much for us to digest. I w- I'm not going to tell you to turn up the sound because. Eat the please. Well, look at that. That's symbolic. It's he ate an apple like Apple Records, and then he threw it on the ground, like the, the way they treated Badfinger. That's the way they treated Badfinger. Apple no, Records. No, no. They interviewed the director writers here and. That was not, I mean, they, they, I'm sorry, they interviewed the director, and yes. that is not the case. It is not a reference to Apple Records. You see, they didn't, this wasn't about the Beatles. He just, he got George, first he tried to get the Bee Gees to do it, but they were unavailable. So yeah. Then he turned to Harrison. You see, they all hung out together in like the club circuit at that time. This director was like a Cuban expatriate. He fought in the Cuban Revolution. Uh, he, he came with the guy who wrote it like they um when the cuban missile crisis happened they fled cuba i don't know the details were they really on a raft or something okay here's the first time we see bad guy and and girl interact right. and you see how she's he spun away from her and look how hurt penny is now you say penny because god forbid it's true right her name is penny lane yeah, and I just told you this wasn't about the Beatles, and yes, her name is Penny Lane. But is Penny Lane a reference that the Beatles took? Do you know yeah. anyone? Yeah, no, 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 no. Penny Lane was a real place in Paul McCartney's childhood, and he wrote a song about it, and he probably did it because of Strawberry Fields. But Penny Lane is an a it's a it's a it's a road. In, okay. Um, but it's like saying my name is Beverly Center. There must be like people in England who like make a joke about it right yeah. like yeah my name is penny is. lane my name's piccadilly circus why is everybody laughing that's it but it's probably the beatles though we have george harrison playing the music you know a little trivia about the music the everyone in the studio had left at this point <laughs> this was um this music was made half in london and half in uh india and it was uh ravi shankar's uh let me let me look it up let me look it up here sure yeah don't mind me uh bombay january 68 um emi recording studio and it was friends of ravi shankar who were helping. And in England, there was a place in December of 67, they recorded at Delane Leah Studios. There was a band called the Remy Remo Four. They were like popular at the time. They were only popular in England. They were from Liverpool. They were about to break up. So he got them and uh and Ringo Starr playing the drums on some of it and Eric Clapton on the guitar on some of it. Um and recorded that in London. So then he went to uh, the name of that. They they shot some of Let It Be there, and we saw that movie with um, Bugsy Bugsy Malone. Bugsy. Oh yeah, the Bugsy the uh, kid version. Yeah, yeah. Twickham Studios. He 
he he projected it on the wall and matched up the timing wow. to what he was watching. He did he did a very studious job, a good job. Now I love this photographer. Like he's committed to the lime suit and the lime car. Like mm-hmm. so he's never gonna not wear it, I guess. And Let's it's just... gonna fit the greenery he's in. Yeah. Uh oh, duel. Yeah, you're right. It will be a duel, but not with him. It'll be with him and bad guy because he saw bad guy shagging his girl. Oh, right. Yeah, we got a duel about that. Now, what's weird is this will end up having been a dream. Oh, all right. Well, yes. Then it makes sense. Now, that's um, what. Go ahead. Well, I mean, he's wearing pajamas, so I guess it has to be a dream. He's in bed, right? Yeah. And he doesn't leave his house after this, right? When It's the weekend. He's going to stay in all the weekend. Oh, uh, guess what? It's the work week, and he's deciding now he won't go to, he won't go to work anymore. LSD. LSD. Do you think this movie would be better if we were on LSD? Now, that's Perkins, who was at the office. We saw him... No, if you're on LSD, you don't need a movie. You're already yeah. Okay, he was he's his name's Perkins in this film, and we saw him in "You Must Be Joking," that totally English film. Right, it was about like the military had all this prize money if these guys get like a scavenger hunt. Exactly, and yeah, he was part pretty- of that. And there is the love interest. Oh, now you. They put her on the top of the stairs, and I think that they're putting her on a pedestal. And I know I'm right, because later in the film, she'll be on a pedestal, for goodness sakes. Literally on a pedestal. Yeah. It's hard for me to watch this without Billy Idol's uh, Eyes Without a Face playing. <laughs> Rock. Or what was the? He had a, a music video where he was on top of a rooftop, and he was, like, trying to stop people from, like, these cat women from climbing up. Right. You're really going back. Uh-huh. Well, I have to bring up the 80s. We had enough 60s shit already. High school quarterback. Whoops. Uh, well, how's, that's the big game. Game seven. Oh, it's game seven. That's important. We got to play the game. There, look. She's on a pedestal. I don't get it. Don't get it. Why is she on a pedestal? You know, Now look at his pen. Yes. Oh, and he's got sword. Than the sword. Is that the joke? He got it at Penn Island. You know that, right? Your eyes without a face. It's very hard. You could tell somebody if they sing that with a sneer. Yeah. They'd live, they'd live through it, man. Yep. Eyes without look, he's beating Superman. LSD man. Right, LSD man, not Superman. LSD. Listen, you know what? It's because on Krypton, LSD was actually the logo of his family. It's a narrative. <laughs> it just so happens to be uh coincidentally it's shaped yeah. like an L and S and a D. Oh, if we have a cigarette break. Now we're getting all pop culture y pop art. It's this is the fool. Yeah, the fool. Now, what does it mean, Dutch Collective? Well, it's probably artists who said, let's take a uh, 
What what idea do you have? I don't know. I just rather smoke cigarettes and apply lipstick. It's a great idea. Brilliant idea. This is why I hired you. Ooh, lipstick well, beats cigarettes. The soundtrack was called Wonderwall Music, and it's considered the first Beatles solo record. Now, Paul McCartney had contributed some songs to this other movie two years earlier, but still, as a solo record, it was the first one. And it was first record ever released by Apple Records. Okay, so now he's reading about dreams, and that's supposed to be a funny joke. Oh, because we go from a dream to uh, him reading about dreams. Right, like trying to figure out what's wrong with me. I'm not doing his accent right. He's not a cockney. It's not. No, Apple Records. We it's not Apple Computer. Uh, no, monolith no. that we are now in constant. This is the Beatles said. Oh, we have a business savvy, and we're going to release Bad Finger albums. <laughs> they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so now the. Now our hero is going to overhear the bad guy ringing up another bird, the cheating bitch. Oh, wow. He, you know, so his stalking is actually a, a benefit. Right. He's, doing, he's yeah. learning that he's a, that, that the bad guy's really a bad guy. <clears throat> wow. They, they live in such a cool place. The fool did that behind you. Right. Oh, yeah. I'm going to look for Mae West. Uh, Mae West we're going to see later when they're dancing on a stage. Um, let's see. I, do we care? Simon Postuma was the painter. Mar, Marie Jaki Coger was the graphic artist. You know, it's probably something like... Yeah. Uh, J-O-S-J-E, Jose G. Leaguer designed and made clothes, including including several of Jane Birkin's costumes. Jane Birkin is, is Penny Lane. She was a famous model. She was a singer. But she was like the girlfriend of like one of the most famous singers in France. Uh, and so she became a pop star in England and France. Wow. But she doesn't sing in this movie. Nope, she doesn't even talk. Not one line will we hear. Now, he's shaving. Is that because he learned this guy's a bad guy and now he's trying to become presentable? He's going to, like, dust off this old box with an outfit in it? I think it was a quick decision because it was a close shave. (laughs) Oh, here we go. It's something called pants. The the, the university gave it to me after. Why do pants plural? There's only one here. You can't hear it breathe. What's up with these pants? <laughs> uh, mothballs. God, I haven't fucking smelled mothballs in decades. Yeah, because your grandma died. Mine too. Well, no I mean, mothballs. yeah. <clears throat> Listen for a second. Okay. Oh, sorry, Carl. Carl, you know how to smell mothballs, right? No. You hold have their their very small nose. You got to hold their wings apart. <laughs> you can smell them. Okay, so there's a party tonight. And we're going to see famous faces in the crowd. But of course, this is 1968. You and I wouldn't know them. Uh, I was born in London, England in 1968. Uh-huh. And what? my uh, mother's maiden name is... 
Uh, will the other shoe drop now? Your mother's name, maiden no, name. I mean, I'm just giving all my personal information. It used to be like you would say where you were born and what oh, year, and it was interesting. But now it's just like people collecting personal information. Yeah, sure, sure, Mike. The world is the out machine. to get you. Sure. Yeah. The lizard people, Carl. Yeah, they're real. The uh, hippies. Biden's one. Okay, so Anita Pallenberg we're going to see. She was part of the Rolling Stones entourage, and we saw her in the movie Candy. We watched Candy. Yeah, that's with right. With Ringo. She was also in Barbarella, but... Barbarella. Um, Suki Potier, who's, I guess, the son, the daughter. Amanda Lear. I don't know. There's The Fool themselves will be at this party. Right. Um, Can't wait. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. Are we seeing The Fool right now? Is that... No, know? man, but she stole my dance moves. <laughs> you know, I call that the rigging moves. Just do them. Oh, she's just moving to the music, man. Well, what music? Go ahead, put it on. Oh shit! I got. <laughs> I don't pee with anybody in the restroom. Same Without you now. Backbeat word on the street. Oh, this backbeat's a Beatle thing, right? Is that a Beatle thing? Backbeat? I would doubt it. Well, what was the name of the student? No, it is a Beatles thing. The backbeat? The backstreets, right? Like, isn't that the Stu Stick, the fifth Beatle, the one who died in Germany? R.I.P. Oh, uh, yeah, that was. So there was a movie about him, right? It was called like Backbeat or Backstreet or something. I guess. I don't have okay, time. For let's that. hear his fake accent now. Okay. This uh, guy's. We dispersed some ice. Ice from the fridge. Fridge? Refrigerator. Oh, yes. By all means. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, so be careful because all the roads we're walking are winding. Yeah. Through his apartment, right? Yeah. So and we'll just, all the lights are blinding. We'll get a funny. You can turn the sound off now. We'll we'll listen to him again later when he starts ragging on his girlfriend next door. We get a funny joke with ice, I guess. But this guy's really interesting. He, like I said, he was Canadian. He was only in five movies because he quit the film business when they murdered Sharon Tate. He was her good good friend, Jeez. and he quit movies because of it. Wait, the older guy, our hero, or the villain, nope. the bad guy? The the bad guy, the boyfriend. Because I should mention that the fearless vampire hunters yeah. co is co-star in Sharon Tate. Right, and this guy would also be in a film with um, uh, with the nutty professor here too. Um, let's see, where is it? Quarrier and McGowan appeared together in two of Roman Polanski's British films, Cul-de-Sac and The Dance of the Vampires, 67. Huh. Quarrier was a close friend of Roman Polanski and wife Sharon Tate. On August 8, 1969, the night of the murder of Tate and four other people of the Manson family, he had been invited by Tate to her house. However, however he was delayed during filming of The Vanishing Point in the California desert. Vanishing Point, Wow. Right. He arrived late to Los Angeles. So therefore, after Tate's death, he retired from the film business and he had wow. a mental breakdown in 72. 
But there's fucked up things about him when he's an old man. Like what? Okay, in 96, he got a police caution for indecently assaulting two girls. In October, uh, October 7, 2008, he pleaded guilty at Blackfriars Crown Court to attempted ad- abduction of a five-year-old girl in a busy su- supermarket in Lambrook Grove. What the fuck? Yeah, 12 months imprisonment, suspended for two years. Two weeks prior to the incident, he had attempted to purchase a nine-year-old girl at the, in the same supermarket. Attempted to purchase her. Yeah. Um, he received a prohibitory activity order banning him from unsupervised contact with children under the age of 16. He was ordered to comply with alcoholic treatment by his probation officer. Uh, he got a form of dementia in 2012 and died in 2016. I don't know. So this guy started out great, and then Sharon Tate died. Yeah. But it sounds like he already had mental problems. Right. Yeah. I don't. I don't think it was a good thing that uh, you know that he was so close to Sharon Tate and that happened. You know, that's pretty devastating. And who knows, like whatever is going on with this guy. But you know. Yeah, that's interesting. That's interesting. You're sympathetic to Sharon Tate. But you're aggressive to Roman Polanski and you, this newly found out sex offender dude. Oh, it's so, pretty awful. Come on, yes, I mean, like, what about, out, of, out of all out of all the things to be accused of. Yes, but Sharon, I'm saying, but Sharon Tate was his good friend and married the guy you hate. Don't you think Sharon was probably a jerk too? Do you know those those charges? I believe occurred after the murders. Yes. Yeah. So it wasn't good. Yeah, it was... okay, we'll just stick with Roman Polanski then. He's such a jerk, but this I woman married him. Yeah, well, I can't compare. Like, she she was murdered, Carl. I mean, like, so that makes her. No, well, I mean, like, he has a longer career, I guess. <laughs> yeah, okay, she's. So we what we've seen now is the bad guy totally coming on to the girl that he was on the phone with, and you can see our hero Penny Lane has been shunned. Right, she's hurt. Penny Lane. Let's listen to. There's a cool rock song on right now. That's me on the bugle. Clapton's not jamming right now, but look at him with the cheater girl. They're practically yeah, right in the same room. He's leaning. By the way, Harrison achieved this sound when his foot got stuck in the wah-wah pedal. (laughs) (laughs) It's him dragging his foot around the studio. Now look, cheater girl has the nerve to kiss Penny Lane on the lips. Yeah. And now she's trying to check out what's bad boyfriend's reaction. It's creepy for her. And look, guess who doesn't like it? You see, he's all dressed up to go to a party. He decorated his apartment because he knew they were having a party. This is how obsessed he is. It's weird that that guy comes into his place and doesn't notice there's like holes in his wall. Yeah, yeah. Look at this neat puzzle. I know. Way to go, fool. Oh, well, I think that was the director, really. The director is Joe Massett. And, 
yeah, you see, he's he's at work looking through the m microscope and and seeing Penny in his mind. I get you. Let Penny me tell you a little bit about this guy. Um, America. Yeah, he's okay. He did something called Reflections on Love and Space Riders, and but Zachariah. In 1971, it was the first rock and roll western. Now I hear it's produced by Dick Clark Productions. It was a Dick yeah. Clark production movie. Well, yeah, I Country Joe and the Fish. No, I've seen the trailer. I've never seen the movie. I would love to see the movie, but the trailer's kick ass. James okay. Walsh, Jim, uh, Jane, the James Gang, which was Joe Walsh, the guy from the Eagles. Yeah, from Montclair, That's New Jersey. Right from Montclair, New Jersey, and from Wichita, Kansas, but never mind that. From Montclair, no, New from Jersey. From Montclair, New Jersey. So Massot says in an interview in 2007, he goes, "I got the idea in India with the Beatles, and at the end, I was with George and John, and they were doing this duel of who could meditate, who could out meditate who. So oh, I got wow. this idea of making a western about two guys having a duel. I went to Hollywood, and unfortunately, I made a deal. So." Uh oh, beware of Hollywood. Now, this director also did The Song Remains the Same, the Led Zeppelin movie. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, I've, I've, I have access to that movie. It's on the streaming services, and I can't get past the second song. <laughs> I can't get past side A. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I never flipped the vinyl. Yeah. yeah. Uh, by the way, Perkins, who we saw in yeah, um, and that dream sequence, yeah, it's like he's convinced that he's sick, so he's taking him home and putting him to bed, and it's really just like sort of like a ruse. And as soon as he leaves, he'll be spying again. It looks um, like his place cleaned up a bit. I guess this hoarder's house, but um, listen, the song remains the same. Was actually a kind of like dark period for our director. He got kicked off of it, and this guy, no. Peter Clifton, replaced him. So in that same interview, they said, after Song Remains the Same, you went quiet. And he goes, I went into a bad period. I made it a terrible film, a motorcycle film with Barry Sheen. It was low budget. We didn't have enough money to do stunts. Barry couldn't act. Small things like that. Laughs. I I'm not we sure why he got kicked off, but he would go on to do like he did dance craze in 1980 about the ska movement cool madness the specials the yeah. lecture it's uh, the heavy heavy monster sound it's the monstrous sound around right it's the monster now he was born in new york to cuban parents and he escaped cuba i say escaped i don't know what his politics were or anything he was part of the cuban revolution so why would he be escaping right but What's nonetheless he yeah, he went to America? Right, and he went to um, London. Uh, be it, no, he didn't go to America. He went to London. Beatlemania was in full swing in the early 60s, and one of his short films, Reflection of Love, in 66, included interviews with the Beatles who, Beatles who he'd met on the set of Help. This is a pretty cool scene right here. Yeah, he's doing the glass wall thing, like the yeah. mine thing. Now... My teenager like wants to be a mime, and so he's like up in his room miming, and I'm like, keep it down up there. Will you keep it up? Oh no, that's the word. Keep your miming to a minimum. Uh, the joke is mimes don't make any noise. Are you so bad at it? You know, quiet with the miming. Oh, I was a terrible. Was that a joke too, where someone would say like, 
I was a terrible mime. I would go out in the street. I'd be like, oh, the wind's blowing in my hair. No, I think I saw that Saturday Night Live in the 70s. Now, look. Yeah. You see the apple. Again, people speculated. There's apples. It was only an apple movie for Apple Records. I mean, come on. Wink, wink. You know the story about Bill Graham at the Fillmore? He would give away apples for free to get the hippies to go to his concert. And Uh now... They have a new sign, and it says it's a Fillmore, and below it, it's an apple. Ah! Perkins calling. Go ahead, listen to it. It's funny. Oh, great. On noon, and I... But Michelle, worried about you, sir. Are you all right? Fine, fine. Goodbye, Perkins. (laughs) That's it. Oh, he's off the hook. This yeah. movie's got off the hook. That guy's off the hook. Oh, see, he's building the wall back. No, no. Now he's going to get really crazy. He's going to make a scaffolding so he can have better viewing. Oh, yeah, he can no, lie down. And... Listen to see if there's a banjo. Like a super fast banjo. Okay, that is... That is Paul McCartney's banjo, and it's played by Peter Tork. <gasps> wow. That's like oh, you have a car, and they added, they added some torque to that, that banjo. So we're, the, we're listening to the monkeys play on a Beatles instrument? We're listening to a monkey play on a Beatles banjo. Yes. Right. Oh, I would have paid good money to see this movie then. Because I'm into that kind of stuff. Finger picking. Okay. Oh, this break. Yeah. So the collective, the fool did that, of course. And he's having tea, and the director figured it out. Now look at how precarious the scaffolding is. You see how? Yeah. That's a that's a technique of like we need to get something built this second. We're not even using nails. You see, it's very dangerous. That's like something they would do in wartime. Well, you know. he's in the basement in London. I mean, he... no, he's war was in... only 20 years ago. I'm just saying, if there was a situation and we quickly needed to get like 20 guys over a wall, they would do that kind of, you make oh, steps and you... There's... Yeah, go ahead. Oh, there's knees. I just want to let you know. There's knees, yeah. knees. Yeah. We see this every time. I would like there's May there's Greta Garbo behind them. I uh, would like to see hands, fingers, and toes, but oh, I yeah. just see knees, 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 and knees, knees and knees, 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 and eyes and ears and mouth and nose, knees, 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 and pig snout. Go ahead, listen to the music. It'll drive you crazy. <laughs> oh, I must have hit mute again. Oh, that's good. Good stuff. Couldn't uh, wait to be in the theater. I, I Gosh, I don't think I have... Do I have sitar music? That would drive you crazy. Oh, I don't. I don't. Uh, so, um, there was a woman in... Um, Montclair that we grew up with named uh, Joanna and she would go on to be a f- pretty 
good sitar player. She would even study on Ravi Shankar. And uh, so I went to her concert in Brooklyn with her husband, and I just recorded a lot of twangy, twangy sitar stuff. Oh, I can't tease you with it. You could play it. Everyone hearing it. I don't have it. This is my new phone, unfortunately. Gotcha. Oh, now we've gone from Wonderwall to Hole in the Roof. Well, yes, that's right. And this will play out later. You'll see. Look, he's got the the World War II helmet. The war was just still fresh in everyone's mind. It was just 20 years ago. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And when we were growing up, Vietnam was fresh. Yeah. Yeah. P-H-R-E-S-H, fresh. Pretty hot and tempting fresh. So you could see, yeah, do I need to say? So he's proud of his work. Oh, yeah, he's he's through the roof. (laughs) Oh, he's gone mad, I tell you. A pretty cool place. Oh. What Professor Colin cannot see. Now, this is a pretty neat segment. Let's see what the professor thinks. Sometimes sexy girls are just normal people. That's what he's, he cannot see. He never sees. Right. Yeah, they read the Sunday funnies like everyone else. And, yeah, they get sick and she's like, oh, what the girl does not know. This is such a, it's pretty cool. That's what he doesn't know. He's a cheater. He's a cheater. Look at that elevator. Little orphan Andy, what's wrong with you? Okay, now, when it says what the bad guy doesn't know, put up the sound, you. Look, she turned into. Someone else. Even better. Okay, yeah, here we go. Listen, listen. Nobody knows. Nobody knows, and we don't get anything. That's really cool. I've never seen a movie do that. Yeah, it's a nice, neat little segment, and um, now we know that <clears throat> he's a cheater, and she's pregnant. And I think that whoever said you are pregnant was awful, awful. She must have been in the collective of the fool. And had that accent. And they said, roll them. And she goes, you're pregnant. And then our Massot said, cut, print, print yeah, it. That's done. great. What? Why is that great? Make a billboard. Well, they, they had to shoot the production so they could then paint the uh, paint. Look how dangerous that scaffolding. It's all just together by weight. Well, this is a studio, right? I mean, this is a, a movie studio a lot. Yeah. Maybe it is. Yeah. No, no, you're right. Okay. But it could be an apartment. Who's at the door? Uh, just, just in case. Oh, it's Perkins. 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 What are you doing out there? He's going to be offended. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I guess we'll never know. You right, sure? Cancelled anyway. The way I do about, about my cow, right? That's Batman. <laughs> but feeble flybles, 
fly the fleeble fleeble and fleeble fly will fly the fleeble fleeble perkins nonsense he goes perkins i am contagious you cannot stay here anymore perkins was staying here perkins has his own place right All right, turn up, the sound. turn up the sound. Highly contagious. You're not even allowed to talk to me. Nothing. Ooh, give him the shoe. Don't get a wash your hands without the hole. <clears throat> and don't go near the water. <clears throat> Get away. <laughs> so I can spy more. Oh, yeah, of course. Now, what we're going to see now is that Penny and the bad guy have problems. Now, she doesn't just tell, she doesn't tell him that she's trying to, I don't know, I don't know if she's trying to be affectionate or trying to annoy him into paying attention to her. But it's it's the girl that he's sleeping, the other girl who's pregnant, right? Nope, it's it Penny. Penny. Yeah, uh, see, that's why she needs saving from this jerk. Right. Everyone knows that. Is that a bong he's got? Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. You know it wasn't successful, otherwise you, you would have seen it. Anyway, the bong show. The bong show. Oh, whoops, sorry, I dropped it. <laughs> Penny. Look at that bong water. That bong water looks legit. <laughs> that bong water's never been changed. Because why should it? Yeah. This movie is like 55 years old and the bong water is 60 years old. Now, look, this doesn't make sense. Why is it that he's at work? And why did she become a fish? Well, she's a mermaid beforehand. Yeah. Is a mermaid a fish? I think it's a mammal. Oh. Ding. How do mermaids do it? I mean, there's no bottom. They lay, they lay eggs, right? Like oh, fish do. Oh, gotcha. Why? You want to fuck a mermaid? What are you, oh, sick? I absolutely do, but I just don't know where to... There's no legs to part. I mean, where can you... Where does it... Where do you... You, uh... She lays some eggs, and then she... I jack leaves off you well, whatever you do, I don't know. You're left alone. That's the way fish do it. They lay eggs, and then the male fish goes on them. That's but how they do it. Yeah, but let's say, like, the male fish is already gone. Uh -huh. Then he'd be like, oh, man, I'm a little spent right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I took care of it. I took care of it. Now, what we see here is the people in his life who are trying to slow him down are blocking him from spying. Yeah, right. He's going to, like, zap them away. Now, uh, we were looking at some sort of photo shoot or something at his work. Right, and now it's it's melting into his work. I guess the fool did this. I don't know. Is this good? I guess is there music? Like, no, it's this the, the machinery sounds. Yeah, this is pretty cool. It looks like Head. Remember that scene in the yes. Monkeys movie? Right. Where he's visiting the factory? Getting the tour. Yeah. Now, why did he make her go away? I can't believe she's seven feet tall. 
Oh, no, that's not even a measurement. He's making all the girls he doesn't like go away. I kind of don't get it. Well, he likes her, right? Right. What's it going to happen then? He looks like Taylor Swift. <laughs> uh oh, Oh, ben. no, that green. Not oh, no, guy. it's the photographer guy, right? Oh, beep, beep, beep. They're all gone. They're all Only gone. He remains. Because he's working the controls. Perkins, get lost, Perkins. Goodbye, cleaning lady. Anyone who keeps me from spying on the girl is goodbye. I think Perkins caught up on it. He's trying to get away. Catch it up on you. That's exactly what he's doing. He can't turn. He can't. I don't know. I, I think this is a dumb segment. That's a really good car chase. <laughs> this is Rival's Bullet. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh. Poof. Poof. Person finally bought it. In my mind. Whoa, now we're getting into more music video. Now he's going to have a fantasy that the love interest loves me and they're even getting married. Yeah, go ahead. You're about to put on the audio. Go ahead. <laughs> yep, but now I turned off the audio. I'll play, I'll play Harrison. <laughs> I have it like a seven up with a great taste of lineman. <laughs> Double your pleasure, double your fun. Double your mint with double mint gum. I recorded that with Ravi Shankar. Uh-huh. When he was sleeping. <laughs> I just, I, yeah, I went into his, <laughs> his music room and I started picking up sitars. And... Right. He woke up and he said, who are hey. you? <laughs> who that's are my, you? That's mine. Oh, he's got the hookup. Hookup. Yeah, now he's a pot smoker who's married to his love interest. He looks like Howard Stern before he got his long hair. Oh, right. Yeah. Now, they ran out of mus money. They had 60,000 pounds for this. I don't know what that means in terms of money. But George Harrison spent... 15, look how they got bad guy and they're shooting him with arrows. You'll see. Right. Um, Shoot that poison arrow to my heart. <laughs> he spent 15,000 pounds of his own money to make this thing. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's kind of cool, making art that we've never seen until now in our lives. Right. I mean, we're talking about George Harrison at the peak. How come we never heard of this movie till now? Uh, this never got a distribution deal. This was premiered in England. You can listen now. It's um, right. it was at the Cannes Film Festival. Do you think it's fake? His accent? No, I think it's legit. Annie, my girlfriend wanted to ask you. No, no, it's not legit. He's a Canadian, but I'm saying, do you think it sounds like Liverpool? It sounds like he's he's been around. Yeah, I guess uh. Well, he might have a British accent just because he's from Canada. 
Oh, <laughs> he's a really good actor. Whatever happened to him? Karen Tate died. That's what happened to him. See the dead praying mantis, right? Neglected. Right. Terrible. Oh, right. That's right. So are they going to fight in there? Is this it? Is this the final scene? No. They're going to confront? No. He's going to rag on about how terrible the girlfriend is, but we'll never hear it because you... What is going on? We're already going to get canceled from YouTube. What is smoking? Women, you wouldn't believe it. Oh, women are a drag. Yeah, I wouldn't believe <laughs> it. See, I have this girl who's I prefer fags. <laughs> As a cigarette smoker in England. Break. Right, I get it. Yeah. She's in the model scene. Have you caught a scotches? Scotches? She's an alcoholic. No, I mean legs, her ankles. She's so involved with that model fantasy. Scotch? It's a scotches, the legs. Okay, all I wanted to show you that is he's he's ragging on his girl. Right. That's all. And uh, that you you also wanted to point out that that's a Canadian doing a Cockney accent. Or uh, doing a, a Liverpool accent. Liverpool accent. I think it does a pretty good job. Yeah, I think so too, but we don't know. The, all right. the the internet claims he didn't. Hey, look at the picture. It sort of looks like him when he was getting arrowed. Right. Jesus Christ. Can you believe that? <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, when Jesus. I broke into Red, I, woke, I went into Ravi Shankar's house when he's sleeping, and I played the Tambla, and I played the Sarad. Uh, and I played, of course, the Indian sitar. Right. Until he was like, just leave. The building uh, we're in today. Okay, so now we have a fantasy that she's kicked out in the cold. Ooh, this is like the gold rush, Charlie Chaplin. <laughs> I guess. And here, okay, entering the scene now will be Charlie Chaplin to save a hero. Ooh, I love how she's showing some knees. Oh, they got married. They have a baby. This whole film is very knee-centric. Yeah, it's all, it's all about knees. Why did you break up with me? Because you're so kneesy. <laughs> Okay, I'd like to see a little fire. Listen, I can't help it if I have knees. <laughs> knees of my own. Knees outside this relationship. I have knees outside this relationship, girl. <laughs> I have knees outside of this relationship. Somebody. Let me talk about that. Okay, so yeah. Oasis, the inspiration for the title of Oasis 1995 Wonderwall was this movie, uh, these Ruddles imitators. Uh, Noel Gallagher hadn't even seen it. He just liked the title, and he is honest about that in Oasis Uncut, 1997 TV movie. I've seen that. I've I've watched a lot of documentaries about Oasis because those brothers are fucking great. I've seen Oasis documentaries like it's really just like it appears like water. It's not like you see a, a palm tree. Oh, but 
you think it's like a Pepsi machine, right? But it's <laughs> just an oasis. It's a blur. Don't mention her name. God, the thing about this movie is I haven't brought up blur once in my in <laughs> last 90 minutes. Now, I want to show you that what's happening here is I guess he's telling her, I don't know. We don't know what the dialogue is. I'm pregnant or whatever. But it basically, it's like breaking up, fighting, and they're going to be broken up. And Penny is dejected. Uh, and we don't get... Let's see. L listen to the fight. Listen to what they're saying. Ha-ha. <laughs> oh, you made me listen to that music again. So you, you rickrolled me. <laughs> oh no! Better put that fire back on. <laughs> now look, uh, our hero witnesses the bad guy packing up and leaving secretly. Why? I can't believe that anybody would hear the way I do. Feel the About your knees. Uh, now the note he left says, "Drop out." Really? I thought the note the note would say, "All the roads we have to walk are winding, winding. And, and all the lights on the road." And all the great ladle gravy. Whoa! I don't know how. Look how Whoa. high we are. Yeah. Really high. Wow. Whoa. Whoa. Grand Canyon high. Okay, so now what we're going to see is the Beatles playing on a rooftop. Uh-huh. And he's going to walk by that? Yeah. They must have shot it the same day. Now, look, you know this is no effects or anything. They made the actor get on top of the roof. You don't think that's a studio? No. It's probably, like, not dangerous. Like, right beneath him is some landing or platform, right. you know. But but no, he is on top of their... Let's see. I think I know where this is. Here it is. Notting Hill, London... The Landau's house, a Victorian apartment block on the corner of Lansdowne Road and Ladbrook Road in the Notting wow. Hill Holland Park area of London. Now, there was there's a plaque there uh, on this location because famous people did live in this building. They don't talk about this film, though. Let's see here. Oh, tend to drop in. Now, he knows that the bad guy is gone, so it's safe for him to actually enter their house. It's a really cool house. Yeah. Thank you, because, Collective the Fool. Yeah, the Collective Fool. They really like Jewish stars. David, Star of David? Yeah, it, it's Star of David. Excuse me. All right. The Jewish star is the upside-down cross? No, that's right. Yeah, I learned that. Where'd you learn that? It's cool. In, in Satanist sure. class. Yeah. Oh, man, it smells like hippie. Oh, yeah, right. It smells yeah. like Julian feet. 
swinging London were like swinging balls smell. The film premiered at the Cannes Film Festival May 17, 1968. George Harrison, his wife Patty, Ringo Starr, and Maureen, his wife Maureen, and the cast members. Now he reads, drop out. He goes, and throws it away. Uh, the uh, film won an award but did not gain a proper distribution deal. No distribution deal was ever worked out. The movie has never had worldwide release. It's yeah. released on DVD until the director's cut. Okay, this is his Wonder Wall. Oh, so this is where all the holes are. Right, and he will identify some right now. Yeah. Well, he did a pretty good job. I wouldn't even notice. But, yeah, but I, he didn't really plan that. Remember, he removed a whole brick. I know. That's weird. What kind of place? I kind of like it, man. I, I mean, well, like... My compliments to the pool. Yeah. I'm just glad I wasn't there when they painted it. It wouldn't have been like a zoo. <laughs> the smell. Right. Uh, the premiere was in London on January 12, 69. The print finally appeared on the American Midnight Movie Circuit in the 70s and on home video in the 80s and 90s of rather low technical quality. Well, for YouTube video, this is really good quality. Yeah, I know. And since it was never on DVD, somebody in the know gave this to film... Um... Flick Vault? Yeah, Flick Vault. The it, it flick vault got a good source because, yeah. Now, but if it, you check out, you really should subscribe to Flick Vault because they do present quality prints and you know they care about what they're doing, they pick their films, right? It's like popcorn flicks, there's like so many movies in the world and they they have access to some copies and there's some really interesting stuff buried in it, you know, yeah. Yeah, I was looking for another movie. It was on uh, Flick Vault, and then I saw Wonderwall, and I said, oh, I can't pass this up. Anything but Christian Liquor Store is my motto. <laughs> <laughs> Christian Liquor Store really started out like it was going to be a great film. Yeah, oh, my God, that's like my least favorite film. He's really aggressive in his, in his uh, Peeping Tom business. It isn't key... Anna Kwanski. Anna Kwanski. Okay, she's Boy. turning off, she's turning on all the gas and not lighting it. Uh-oh. It's a, a gas, gas, gas. She's gaslighting herself. She's not part of Rolling Stone. She never was. She was just a famous, um, well, let me tell you about her. <clears throat> quick, quick, before she kills herself. Native of London, began as an actress appearing in minor roles, uncredited part in The Knack and How to Get It. Good film. Good film. Michelangelo, Michelangelo Antini's Blow Up in 66, Kaleidoscope, yeah. the French thriller La Piscine, which I think is the beach or the pool. It's probably the beach. Uh, get those Crispy's adaptations of Death on the Nile in 78. Oh, 78. That's right. I got to watch. I I just saw Death in the Nile twenty two. Uh huh. Look, pills. Pills. That'll do it. In case the gas doesn't work. Oh, that's not cool. She's pregnant in London in sixty eight, and her maiden name is 
That's lane. my ball. Yeah. Not laid. She was in lane. Um, she auditioned for in France for the lead female role in the film Slogan in 69. Though she didn't speak French, she won the role, co-starring alongside Serge Gainsbourg. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's who became the boyfriend. 